Hello and welcome to Penny's Two Cents. I'm Penny O and today I am joined by Lydia Rose. She's a feminine energy coach who leads monthly masterclasses and ceremonies as well as one-to-one mentoring. I am so excited to bring you this conversation on divine femininity, reclaiming our power and learning to embrace the cyclical nature of being a woman because this is knowledge that we should be taught as little girls and very often aren't. I know that I certainly wasn't and for me it's been absolutely transformative to learn to balance my masculine and feminine energies for example and that by getting more in tune with my body I get more in tune with my intuition in turn so I am very grateful to be joined by Lydia today. Hello! Hi babe! How are you doing today? I'm so good, so excited to be on your podcast, what an honor. Oh, thank you so much for joining us. Likewise, it's amazing to have you. I've been really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah, it's going to be super fun. Yes, so introduce us to you. What do you do? So I'm Lydia Rose. I am a feminine awakening coach for women who are called to basically drop their masculine shield that has been given to them by the patriarchal society and really learn how to tap into their innate feminine wisdom. Um, I work with women one-on-one. I also hold group spaces with online women's circles and yeah, lots of masterclasses, things like that. Mm, Yeah, I've just been to your dark feminine masterclass and it was incredible. I took so much from it, especially as somebody who I think a lot of my life has drifted into the darkness a little too much it's interesting to learn how to better alchemize these things and make sense of it I feel like you are doing God's work here (laughs) oh it means the world and it's yeah it's just the best feeling in the world when a really good friend of yours supports you and shows up so yeah it just feels like we kind of get to return that me being on your podcast you showing up to the master classes it's yeah means the world to me oh yeah likewise I mean this is what we do. We lift each other up. And yeah, I think your circles create such a healthy space for this to better understand how we relate to other women and learn how to foster that sisterhood in, like you say, a much better way than our patriarchal society ever teaches us how or encourage us to. It's exactly it's really beautiful and transformative. Mm, love that. Thank you, honey. Of course. So how did you end up becoming a coach? What was kind of your path into knowing that this was the space for you? Well, it actually did all kind of begin for me in the women's circle. So way back in 2018, I found myself in an abusive relationship. And for me, I would get on the underground, head over to Warwick Avenue Station in London, um, where a really beautiful woman called Anushka would gather women in person. And it was the first time that I'd ever experienced anything like that um, in my life really getting to experience the magic of what happens when women come together and gather in sisterhood. So for me, having this really kind of volatile situation happening at home, the goddess circle was an escape. And it took me until, yeah, 2021, when I finally started my business. Um, But prior to that, it was doing a lot of the kind of inner healing, um, really going on my own journey to heal from that relationship and choosing to start holding those spaces for other women myself. Mm. Yeah, I remember Anushka circles. It was really powerful. It was such a beautiful space. Yeah, I mean, just that feeling of walking in, the sage burning, you know, the beautiful kind of arrangement on the floor. It just opened me up to a certain kind of magic that called me back. You know, we, I, you know, I believe that women all have the capacity to be witches and it takes us back um, into former lifetimes of when we were healers and priestesses and wise women. And it felt more like a return than something Mm. new. It was a deep, a deep feeling of remembering. And that's what I really love to foster with the women that come into my space is that you're not really learning anything new. You're just remembering what has been, um, carried with you in your ancestral DNA for lifetimes. That's so beautiful. And that's so interesting the way you say it comes from like ancestral DNA, because I think one of the big things that you've been teaching about taking it slow is so much the opposite of my parents and the things that I grew up with. I definitely grew up being just, I mean, harassed with hustle culture. My both of my parents were very much like 
of this kind of ideology that if you don't work yourself to death then you don't necessarily deserve success and yeah it's taken a long time for me to learn how to kind of separate those things and learn how to be better about taking it slow how do we find this balance you know (laughs) totally I really hear you and um you know I had quite a similar upbringing in that my mom was actually born into a, a really kind of dire financial situation and she had to work extremely hard to have what she has now mm. so I also carried a lot of those beliefs that you know success came from extreme hard work money has to be extremely hard and you know let's be real we can't bypass the tangible structures in place that do disempower um, a lot of women particularly women of color mm. um, but all of that being said in terms of what we can do to really unlearn the BS of hustle culture is to look at the masculine shield and for a lot of women we were essentially taught as little girls that to be slow you know and by being slow we're talking about the feminine essence you know she's always ebbing she's always flowing she's cyclical and we only need to look at the way that the patriarchal capitalist structure is set up around the male um, hormonal cycle Mm. which is of course a 24-hour cycle men you know go up with the sun and go down with the sun whereas women we're running on a cyclical um infradian rhythm that has different stages different kind of ebbs and flows and we're not designed to go 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 all the time nobody's designed to go 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 all the time but especially not women um so it really looks at what beliefs were handed to me about what it meant to be a successful woman what it meant to make money um and that really comes to looking at the masculine shield which is the protective piece of armor that we have put on ourselves as little girls in order to feel safe so mm-hmm. that hyper animation of the masculine well not actually the wounded masculine and that's that's the biggest piece is that a lot of people think that hustle 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 go 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 is masculine energy it's actually shadow masculine energy Mm. so it really kind of creates this lack of trust with women around masculine energy overall and then it goes into the masculine shadow which is of course hustle Mm. um so yeah it's really a, a journey of of unlearning of unlearning and redefining what it means to be powerful and what it means to be successful yeah that's so interesting redefining success so that it looks like something healthier i think a lot of times a lot of times people kind of negate someone's success if it doesn't come at the expense of their life and well-being and all these other things. And I think it's about time that we redefine. And I think especially after the pandemic and everything, people are starting to realize, like, actually, no, having spare time, having self-care time, having time with your family and those sorts of things, those are an integral part of success. I think, I hope we're on our way to a society that values slow living in a much more powerful way than we have thus far. For sure. And, you know, I remember it too in the pandemic, just witnessing people around me collapse, mm. you know, from burnout. If if they weren't doing, 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 having that... <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. <laughs> having those kind of seven coffees a day to keep themselves alive or, you know, even substituting that with, with drugs or whatever, just to function um, in city life and then coming into the pandemic and just collapsing and having to really... Well, I feel like it either kind of went two ways, you know, um, the dark night of the soul in order to rediscover who you are Mm. um, or into a kind of, yeah, into a deep depression, I guess you could say for people. Yeah. Tell us about that, about a dark night of the soul, because I think that's a concept that we don't welcome quite enough. We fear it a lot, don't we? Yeah, well, for me, all of this begins with the dark goddess, right? Which mm. is funny that you mentioned dark feminine alchemy at the beginning of, of um, our podcast. But mm. oh, yes, I mean, my belief system is that we are all being served initiations in order to initiate us into the next version of ourselves. And we really have a choice. And this is why I work a lot with the goddess Hecate in particular, who is the goddess of the crossroads, right? She's Mm. the woman that you meet on that descent down into the underworld and she stood at the crossroads. And for me, these crossroads, crossroad moments are served to us time and time and again by that Hecate energetic in the sense that you have two choices. You either take the path 
through your darkness or you stay stuck and frozen in free state where you are. Mm. And if we are willing to walk through the darkness and make that descent into our own underworld, that's where we are going to retrieve that piece of gold that really reveals the truth of who we are and what we're here to bring to the world. Mm. So I had a client with me this morning who felt an awful lot of shame and guilt around something that she was working through in the sense that we really tapped into the sister wound and the feeling of competition and collaboration with other women. And she said to me, you know, I I have a lot of shame. I'm really on a spiritual path. I've been doing all this inner healing work. And yet I still can't stop looking at my ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend on Instagram and comparing Um, myself to her. Yeah. Right? Such a common feminine shadow. I mean, I'm sure that so many people listening will resonate with this. You know, how many of us have gone and had a look, you know, seeing what this girl is up to. Yep. And it's that, (laughs) right? Yes. I hear you. I hear you. Um, and that shame and that guilt, if it's not alchemized, it just all gets repressed and shoved down into this collective feminine shadow Mm. because the shadows of our feminine are so shared by us as women. We're all walking such similar paths. We're all mirroring each other. We're all having these parallels, um, day to day. Mm. And there she was at her Hecate moment at her crossroads moment, either she could, pushed through and alchemized the shadow or it's just going to get repressed down and then you know going into the loop of just repeating that pattern of behaviors Mm. so when we make the choice to descend to really get deep down into the mud and the grit of the thing that's that's pulling us down that's that's holding us down that's where we find the gold and that's where we receive the initiation about the magic that we're here to bring to the world and what we're here to do so for me darkness is just fertile growth for change Mm. oh and that's so exciting I mean that's the place where all the good things can come we can better understand ourselves I think especially in that example as well that's one of those places where I I wrote when you were doing the dark feminine class true dark feminine medicine comes in choosing love as a pathway to choosing yourself Mm. and it feels like especially in that example where are you placing your energy on this other woman or yourself? Can you choose to love yourself the way that you are hating that woman? You know what I mean? How you redirect this energy? Totally, totally. And I really do believe that we're taught that receiving daddy's love, right? Receiving the patriarchy's love is what's going to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. And when we do begin to really get into the feminine shadow, we have to learn and accept that no amount of beauty, no amount of pretty power is going to keep you safe from the patriarchy. What's going to save you from the patriarchy is choosing to go into that underworld and learn how to save yourself and love yourself in a new way. Because as women, we direct all of our pain inwards. We often don't even direct it out at the men that hurt us, mm. you know, even larger out at the patriarchal system that created that. Men will go, you know, not to be super stereotypical here, but the real pattern of the masculine is to direct that pain outwards, mm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, get into fights, get into brawls. Whereas women, we just, it's, it's even more poisonous and insidious. We direct it right within and then we direct it at other women. Mm. So the question always has to be, how can I return to love? Not just for me, but for the, for the whole collective. And that really is the pathway of the feminine is learning how to return to love when everything within you wants to shut down, wants to direct all of that rage in you at other women um, and at, at the feminine as a whole. Mm. Yeah, I definitely, I see that in myself that it's so uh, tempting, I suppose is the word, to shut down mm-hmm. when things kind of push into that space. And for me, especially when I get to that place of shutting down, I notice myself starting to adopt this kind of younger mentality, like starting to kind of be more of a girl than a woman in situations Mm. you know I start to point at outside circumstances and things like that and I start to yeah drift out of the sort of empowered state that I want to be in how do you get this kind of empowerment back when you're starting to drift into that little girl state yeah so for me a real key piece of the way that I work with this is in terms of the feminine archetype so when we talk about our inner little girl what we're referring to is the maiden. Mm. Um, You know, obviously in Christianity, we have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, right? The the Holy Triad. In the feminine, we have the maiden, the mother, and the crone. Mm. Um, So it's really looking at the rite of passage between the maiden self and the mother self. 
And for me, this, again, it, it's a similar energetic of looking at how we return to love. And the way that we return to love is that our inner little girl, she really does sound like me, 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 me. Mm. You know, she's kind of very self-serving in quite a vengeful and vindictive way. Whereas mother consciousness, and you don't need to be a mother to arrive in this state. It's about the energetic of mother, you know, the way that we nurture and foster the people that we love in our lives, the way that we're sovereign and in, in, in our power. Mm. But the mother really speaks in terms of we. So again, looking at how can I move from me consciousness to we consciousness and it's likely that you'll find your answer there wow that is so beautiful that is so exciting and something that (laughs) yeah like I was saying I look forward to you know a world where it is more natural for us to have these relationships with other women and to lift each other up because I know that before before I started to do this kind of work and to sort of sort of understand the difference between shadowed and empowered it's really easy to be triggered by women who are living in this empowered space you know it really lights up inside of you this sort of what is she doing why does she deserve this what what does she have that I don't you know Mm, yeah yeah it's so much more empowering when we can come together and we can mutually heal (laughs) for sure my kind of mantra for that is what you see in her is what you either desire or deny in yourself wow every time Mm. what you see in her is what you either desire or deny in yourself so what am I desiring and what am I denying and this is where when it comes to that comparison with other women and that really common feminine shadow to tear other women down because what we're really wanting at the end of the day is to feel safe you know Mm. if I can receive all of the patriarchy's love if I can receive all of the man's love then I will finally be safe and you won't find it there Mm. so what actually happens a lot with my clients is that they feel that way about me, which wow. still feels kind of weird for me to say because there's still a part of me that desperately wants to be liked, right? And I validate her and, and love on her. Mm. Um, but a lot of what my clients will say is, Lydia, I've been maybe following you for some time. I've unfollowed, I've refollowed, I've unfollowed. <laughs> this triggered me, that triggered me. But I just couldn't help coming back. And I'll kind of notice them. You know, you notice the, the compulsive uh, unfollowers and refollowers. <laughs> yeah. But it's those clients who who usually become my best clients. You know, Mm. if you see a woman online and you are triggered by her, she has something for you. She's the woman that you should either be getting close to or working with. Oh, wow. um, Because she has something big to teach you about yourself, you know? And that's where the competition mindset has to shift into collaboration. How Mm. can I get into this collaboration with that woman who really activates something within me? Because she is going to show me where my magic is. Mm. Define feminine women do not make you feel comfortable. They're not comfortable women to be around because they will shine the light on all the parts of yourself that you are repressing or denying or telling yourself isn't possible for you. They mm. really require you to get out of victim mindset and into you know that sovereign mother consciousness that we mentioned before. Mm. And that's just amazing. You know, I think a lot of times we can come from this sort of scarcity mindset when we see other women who are getting theirs and who are going for it. But mm-hmm. there's just you know it's exactly that a scarcity mindset it's such a limitless abundant universe that the more we collaborate the more we share the more we all have the more wisdom we have the more opulence we have there's just so much to gain and teaming up and not being a gatekeeper with this kind of knowledge it's just so much more Mm-hmm. conducive to growth to share <laughs> and exactly it's that return to the circle and this is mm. why you know I really intentionally started that in today's conversation because everything starts in circle with other women um you know on a primal level we're designed to be in circle together in community together sharing being around one another mm. the separation between women is so deliberate because if every woman woke up tomorrow to her innate feminine power this patriarchal system as we know it would collapse Mm. because empowered feminine consciousness is about we um, not about me, me, me. And that's exactly what patriarchy is. It's me, me, me consciousness, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wrote as well during the dark feminine circle in my journal, I wrote, we're conditioned not to venture into the dark forest, but it's that rite of passage where we find the witch who sets us free. And I think that's exciting to venture in and go through this initiation yes that we've been conditioned not to (laughs) yes for sure and I really need to give that reference credit to Sarah of Magladen a really amazing woman who wrote a book on this work she has been so just foundational in terms of my knowledge and Mm. yeah she's a real 
a real beautiful writer. And I, I think that was a paraphrase from her. So yeah, full credit to Sarah. <laughs> Well, again, that's, you know, part of the wisdom that we can learn from other women who are standing in this space and who are teaching us how to embrace our empowered feminine. So exactly. That's so exciting. And I love that idea then of the witch. I love this idea of somebody even told me the other day in real life, they were like, you seem like a witch. And I was like, well, I mean, I don't know what kind of connotation you're trying to (laughs) insinuate, but I think that word is starting to eventually you know be adopted into something that's modernizing if that's the right word maybe yeah and I like that that we are the alchemists you know yeah she's picking up on your Scorpio energy babe it's so, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so powerful. yeah this is so true this is so true that's actually something that I want to ask you about is things like our star signs and things like this how do we learn to come back to ourselves when we are fed so much information about who we're meant to be you know how do you know what's truthfully your truth and what is the kind of thoughts and stereotypes that we've been conditioned with how do you know what is truth at the end of the day I really do feel that that is a really delicate dance and play with intuition and the witch Mm. so really learning how to decipher between what's mine to take responsibility for or what's my truth and what's being projected on me here what what isn't mine and when we begin to tap into that wise wild woman archetype that lives within all Mm. of us who very much kind of comes under that umbrella term you know of the witch she really teaches us how to get back into our bodies so that we can feel whether it's a full body yes or a full body no and this is a journey Mm. in terms of really deciphering between um your intuitive power so that you can know what's yours and what's not yours to take because it's so easy to really outsource a lot of our ancient ancestral wisdom that lives in our bodies right that's dying for us to access dying for us to tap into that cauldron within us as women of magic and we can often really outsource our power by going to psychics for readings or going for Mm. a uh, to a particular healer who will project a lot onto you this is just my personal opinion Mm -hmm. so when I work with women I really invite them you know they'll often kind of ask me questions they'll be like oh Lydia tell me the how and don't get me wrong I will share a lot of my knowledge but first of all what I really want to get my clients to do is to ask themselves those questions and tap into their wisdom and learn how to trust it Mm. learn how to trust the answers that come from their body so that they know the difference between when they're outsourcing um you know versus when they're kind of tapping into a piece of information that really does serve them and really does benefit them so it is a dance with astrology because you know if we're to take kind of everything and take that as gospel then we're just outsourcing our power but Mm. equally i feel that things like astrology and human design and, and gene keys all these things can just be great supplementary tools for understanding the wisdom that you already know. Mm. So if it doesn't reconfirm the wisdom that you already have access within, then I'd be really quite cautious with what you accept as your truth and what you don't. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. And this full body, yes, if it's not completely resonating with you, then ask questions, understand why. (laughs) Yes, for sure, for sure. I saw on your Instagram recently, you wrote, if it doesn't make my pussy tingle, then it isn't worth my time. And I really appreciate that. (laughs) I love this, though. I love using that kind of intuition and sensuality. How do we use that sensuality to sort of guide us and tap into our intuition? How do we marry that sort of inner wisdom with the physical? Because it feels like they exist on different planes in a sense but we're bringing them together aren't we they do and when we've been trained into mm, okay there's so many things that I could say to this I'm just going to (sighs) take a breath into my lower centers of my body which is where our feminine energy lives and just speak from that place Mm. so this masculine armor that we lug around is that protective shield that prevents us from accessing our lower body wisdom because the feminine lives in the lower body chakras so she's down in the root she's down in the sacral she's in your yoni she's in your pussy and she wants you to descend and go down whereas so much of our society is about ascending right ascending 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 peeking into those um summertime energy of of really being at the peak really only celebrating the ultra high moments Mm. which again really aligns with a culture that holds the sky god 
to a much higher level of importance and power than the earth mother who's down in the ground. Mm. So when we begin to work with the feminine path, what really happens is that we slowly learn how to drop that masculine shield and begin how to drop down into our bodies and be with the slowness and the stillness that is goddess energy. So it can look as simple as, you know, we started with hustle culture. Well, it really begins there. How can I... um pepper in these slow moments of juiciness and pleasure into the every single day. So for me, that begins with my morning coffee in the morning, being really Mm. present with the sound of my coffee machine, noticing how the milk foams, pouring it with intention, allowing myself these delicious moments of presence, which we, you know, prior to really kind of understanding this work, I just did completely on autopilot. You know, I was completely disassociated and disconnected from my body. Mm. So really beginning with these slow moments of stillness and pleasure and not underestimating how that retrains your nervous system to not always be thirsty for these peak high um, hustle moments, really learning how to source pleasure and meaning in stillness, in slowness. So it really begins there. Can I send a breath down into my womb and into my pussy? Mm. Can I begin to play with what turns me on and find juiciness and turn on in the everyday? You know, can I feel turned on by the sound of birds singing and and sunlight on me? Can I feel that life force energy rippling and radiating through my body? Mm. Because let's be real, so many of us as women are just completely numb from the neck down because we're just doing, 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 doing all the time. Mm. So... A lot of a lot of nuggets in there. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh, definitely, it definitely does, and I'm definitely guilty of being somebody that has sort of overstimulated myself in the past. I think even as a musician, it sounds funny to say, but I find myself guilty of doing it with music. Even yesterday, mm. I was in the car and. I had to drive for a bit over an hour, so I started thinking, okay, um, I started shuffling through music, like, what should I listen to? And nothing was really doing it for me. Mm. And eventually I realized, like, this is just a distraction. Like, there's something in my body that I need to sit with and that I need to listen to right now. And as much as I love music and, you know, it can be a piece of healing, at that moment it was just a piece of stimuli for my mind to distract me from what my body was really trying to tell me and what I really needed to be focusing on and doing in that moment so yeah I definitely resonate with what you're saying of we've been conditioned to kind of flood overwork our systems and our bodies to kind of numb us to the messages that are really underneath there even in the day-to-day even when I feel like I've done so much healing I find it you know in these random moments in the car or whatever (laughs) exactly exactly so just really becoming aware of where am I trying to stuff myself with stimulation and distraction and can I come back to that slow honey drip of stillness and pleasure Mm. and just witness what's here for me in my body and learn how to trust her learn how to listen to her learn how to dance with her ebbs and flows and the different seasons and rhythms that are taking place within your menstrual cycle as a woman you know can you reconnect to the moon and Mm. you know we have the new moon in Leo tomorrow Mm. you know can I begin to set intentions with the new moon release with the full moon and see myself in this lunar rhythm Mm. you know as a feminine we're we're cyclical we're ebbing and flowing we're not just here to be this kind of linear process that reaches a peak you know like with the sun and comes down again Mm. um we're here to really surrender into into slowness into stillness yeah well that's definitely a big thing that I want to ask you about and that's I'm guilty that's part of what I was thinking about in the car yesterday was I was driving to work on the first day of my period and I was like Mm. oh my god Lydia would hate me for this I'm gonna have to bring it up tomorrow (laughs) but yeah that was part of what I realized I needed to sit and think about was like I'm I really shouldn't have done this I should have called in sick I shouldn't have done it so yeah this is something I want to talk to you about though is how do we work with our cycles how do we begin to better embrace the seasons within us how do we make this a part of our lives and a part of our practices a part of our jobs things like that oh yes and again you know I feel that we can't have this conversation without really speaking to the reality that you know for me it's I get to create my life around my feminine rhythm because I've really intentionally chosen that Mm. and I've created 
that life for myself but again that does come with you know so many different elements of privilege and it shouldn't be a privilege to mm. center our bodies and our work but no, you know, let's be real is. for a lot of women the the con- exactly the conversation just simply isn't there yet but we get to be the disruptors of a world that is set up by men for men for male um you know, for male bodies, mm. not for people who follow the feminine rhythm. So the ways that um, we can really begin to work with our menstrual cycle is, as you said, you know, maybe there's an invitation there for you if you do have more flexibility in your line of work to forward plan. Mm. So that comes with tracking your cycle and really getting to know um, what you need in, in each distinct season. So we do go through four distinct uh, seasons of your menstrual cycle. So we have the inner winter, the inner spring, the inner sum, summer, and the inner autumn. So your inner winter is, of course, your bleeding time. Mm. So, for example, you know, in the future, could you maybe just have a little bit more um, intention around what you do and don't do on your bleed? And for a lot of women, that really involves allowing that spaciousness to rest on day one. So for me, I don't do anything on day one of my cycle. Mm. I have a menstrual cycle policy in place in my business and so my clients know that I, you know, I do actually have quite a regular cycle, but um, every now and again, it might be a couple of days in and out. But I do have, have in my uh, policies in my business that, you know, I may reschedule that within kind of 48 hours notice, within not so much notice to really honor my cycle. Mm. Um, and that's a huge part of what of what I teach. Wow. On that first day when you don't work, what do you do? <laughs> Well, there's so many different rituals and, you know, for people listening who maybe kind of haven't heard about this before, it may sound a little bit far out (laughs) Um, because we've been taught to just ignore the fact that we have a monthly bleed and we've treated it as a complete inconvenience. Mm. But again, to bring it back to the feminine uh, archetypes, this is actually the time of the crone phase. And by crone, this means that... um, old witch that lives in the forest right far removed from society that old witch that lives within you that great grandmother energy and it's really interesting because um here in the uk at least crone is used as an insult you Mm. know you'll often say you old crone (laughs) you know as a new old hag but actually Mm. in terms of feminine wisdom the crone really represents that wise grandmother within us who has seen everything Mm. so really tapping into the wisdom that's alive uh within your menstrual cycle you know when you bleed you actually can gain a lot of clarity on what's serving you, what's not serving you. Um, you know, we're told that we're hyper-emotional. Actually, you know, it's more this feeling that the the band-aid has been ripped off the wound and you're able to see clearly. Mm. Um, and of course, we've been told that that makes us hysterical, that makes us hyper-emotional. Yeah. But it's actually because we're able to access so much wisdom. Mm. So I really love to treat it as a ceremony. So to whisk myself a hot cup of cacao, mm. to, um, you know, take my blood, give it to my houseplants, and really offer that blood back to the earth to mm. really connect with Mother Earth and her seasons and rhythms um I might anoint my third eye with blood I might paint with my blood I might place a cup of blood on my altar um I really love to intentionally create uh what I call you know what women that practice this call a moon cave so letting people in your life know that you're not available you're going and retreating into your moon cave Mm. you know whether that's having some beautiful red satin bed sheets whether that's buying yourself red roses having some red satin pajamas and treating this as a sacred time to really be fully in touch with yourself and completely slow taking hot baths doing um a womb massage oh my goodness i could keep going there's so many beautiful sacred practices that you can weave into that day one Mm. and to treat it as a sacred ceremony which is which is what it should be which is what it was until the patriarchy came along and disconnected us from the magic of our bodies yeah it's such a shame to see this as an inconvenience when there's so much magic so much creation i think for me it always reminds me of the inherent creative nature of being a woman of being feminine yes Mm. yes i mean we release eggs every single month you know we hold the possibility for life literally between our thighs Mm. and we really get to honor the life and death cycle with every bleed you know with every bleed we have the opportunity to shed um, so I love to be mm. intentional with my bleed and ask myself, you know, what limiting beliefs or what trauma can I um, really intentionally speak to my womb with the intention and purpose to let this go and let this be released. And again, you know, offering the blood back to your house plants to 
regenerate that energy and again this is the medicine of the feminine right that regenerative um, energy we have to allow a lot of things within us to die in order to be reborn so that we can begin again and after our inner winter of course then the spring comes the follicular phase um Mm. and you know in terms of the seasons we get to go on that journey of rebirth and death every single month and that is so beautiful i feel like that helps to kind of soften soften the blows of life nothing is quite so serious there is always life there is always death there is always a cycle exactly there's always the possibility for regeneration you know all we need to do is look to mother earth the way that um you know mold goes into the ground goes into the soil and then goes back to the earth and returns and regenerates into into something new into a new possibility Mm. oh this is so exciting I love this I'm curious (laughs) to know what it's like when to be a client of yours when you have (laughs) one-to-ones I understand everybody's path is so different but if we were if I were one of your clients how does the journey begin how do we sort of start to open this door and start to you know begin to make my own sort of practice and understand how to tap into my own femininity because I definitely do not have a practice like this and I need to start exactly so when women come to work with me they do receive lifetime access to a portal which I pour so much love into so all these rituals and all these practices are in there that you get to supplement alongside your work with me Mm. but yeah exactly as as you said every woman is is so different um oftentimes what I'll find is that the women that tend to come to me are the ones that have really lived behind this masculine shield for a long time and have hyper identified with um the masculine, the shadow masculine. So we tend to start with the masculine shield and then we go on this um, on this journey to look at the mother wound, to look at the father wound, to strip back all of the layers, to reconnect with your inner witch and retrieve your truth and your intuition. We work with um, somatic release and somatic practices to really get you back into your body. Really, what would this look like? So for example, um, a, somatic, a somatic practice might look like... <sighs> you know, we really drop down into the body to find where the emotions are. And I bring in lots of different frameworks and visualizations to make sense of what's there. So Mm. for example, if we were to look at a practice around the masculine shield, we would go on a deep visualization to um, identify the story of, of when this happened, why it happened, how it happened, how it felt. And we might somatically visualize that you are a warrior goddess on a battlefield who is stripping off her her armor so that she can open her heart up again. Mm -hmm. So on a somatic level, women will be energetically opening up the heart space to really bring their feminine back online and into safety, to feel safe dropping their armor and and leaning back. Um, I combine that with EFT, so tapping, um, you know, movement, dance, breast massage, mm. yoni egg practices. Honestly, there's there's just so much that we can do together. Mm, yeah, tapping has been one of my favorite elements of your circles in the past. I love the tapping. Mm. I feel like that helps to, you know, loosen thing, loosen stagnant emotions in my body. Exactly, exactly. Really learning how you can incorporate um, these somatic practices into your everyday life. So when women walk away, they walk away with an entire toolbox of, of things that they can come back to so that, you know, there's just no area of your life that the feminine work doesn't touch. And the women that come in leave with, you know, all of these new practices, all of this new knowledge so that mm. they know how they can work with life as it comes up going forward. Wow. That is so empowering. <laughs> this is God's work. <laughs> I love that. Yes. Yes. I went through and I highlighted some of my favorite things I've written down in my journal mm. during your circles because oh. I tend to write. Let's see, this one, for example, this circle, this was May 1st, and I wrote one. Seven and a half pages just during the circle. <laughs> oh babe what an honor that means the world to me it's so empowering though for example on this this one this may 1st one i wrote the the i don't need a man woman is often the one waiting for dad to come home the most (laughs) guilty that was me yes (laughs) that was very much me and then further down learn to mother yourself those definitely for my life and my story go hand in hand i think of learning to pick up the pieces that weren't always shown to me in childhood and 
learn to take care of myself yeah yeah absolutely oh this day as well i also wrote your capacity to receive is representative of your feminine energy mm-hmm. that was another one that i feel like i feel like that's so well i mean it's kind of literal isn't it the feminine is uh receiving yes <laughs> yes Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And then your capacity to hold your desires is a real reflection of, you know, how cultivated and healthy your masculine energy is as well. Mm. Yeah, that's something that you've been speaking about recently that has really changed how I approach my life and my business is that question of, are you in a space where you can hold your desires? The first time you said that, I remember alarm bells went off in my head of like, no, I need to create more sort of structure in place Mm -hmm. to be able to have the kind of feminine flow that I actually desire, that, you know, is actually what I'm looking for. Exactly. It was a big wake-up call for me to hear that. Exactly. And this is also something that we really run the risk of on our feminine awakening journeys is that we can go so far the other way. So I think I wrote a post today that was something like, are you really in your feminine flow or are you just being lazy and avoidant? You know, mm. because we've got to call it out when we see it Um, in the sense that living a slow life, it doesn't mean that you drop all of the structure because in order for our feminine to feel safe, she really has to have that healthy and empowered masculine container around her to hold it. You know, so mm. for example, working with your menstrual cycle can be that, you know, really looking at your tasks and your to-do list in your life within this, um, you know, new framework of organizing your life around being a woman. Well, that requires structure and containership. Mm. So in order to really receive in everything that you desire, in order for your feminine to feel safe and express and flow, that does need to be held by a healthy masculine energetic within you. And the issue really comes with the fact that a lot of women think that the masculine is hustle, 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 uh, because that's what we are shown in the world. There isn't a lot of examples of healthy and empowered masculine energy. So again, you know, the feminine awakening process, it's not just a journey of returning to your feminine, it's a a journey of unlearning everything that you were really taught and shown about the masculine Mm. um, and how to source that masculine within, which again is a journey of reparenting in itself, you know, learning how to be your own inner mother learning how to be your own inner father or inner king and queen as um, I really like to work with Mm, yeah I love that I love that visual and like you say we don't get a lot of examples all the time of what empowered both masculine and feminine I think Mm -hmm. look like in media and things like that which makes me want to ask do you know of any musicians any artists who have created art where we can sort of see this either masculine or feminine energy embodied in a really empowered way because I think that's something as well obviously that helps I think for me to drop into my feminine energy is to move my body in rhythm with music so do you know of people who are speaking to this and using their platform to kind of further this Yes, Florence and the Machine um, recently Mm. released a song called King that just touched a really specific place in my heart. And I've I've actually got the lyrics in front of me now. And she really does speak about the kind of allegory of of the king and the queen and the trials that we go through as women in order to really balance that desire to be a mother, right? And to also have purpose. Um, you know, when we talk about purpose and freedom, what we're really talking about is the North Star of masculine energy. But when we talk about feminine, her North Star will always be love. And a lot of women now really go on this journey of, you know, do I get to have it all? Do I get to be all things? And she starts a song saying, we argue in the kitchen about whether to have children, about the world ending and the scale of my ambition. Um and it goes into the chorus of, I am no mother, I am no bride, I am king. You know, I am king, right? I am, I am king to my art. Um, wow. And I, I just think that really defines a, a lot of the kind of challenges that, that women face, that desire to really identify with the masculine in, in order to be safe and to um, get to experience that kind of freedom and, and freedom from, from being the one who has to make the choice around motherhood, who has to make a lot more sacrifices than, than men have to do, you know, particularly in romance and um, with her creation, uh, her creative process. Mm. Wow. I'm going to have to listen to this. I haven't heard this song and it sounds 
very empowering and speaking to so many of these questions that we have i think i was hearing the other day that you know people our generation aren't having children as quickly and things like that and i think there's something really empowering about that i think that we think we know that we have more options and more fluidity in our lives than than perhaps our parents did yeah liberating us from all those social uh, pressures of you know of course we all have to make sovereign choices but I think women are kind of sold this lie that we have to decide really quickly that mm. you know we have such a small um um a small period of time to make such huge decisions you know and as women it, it's kind of gone from you know at one point we only had the choice to stay at home and be mothers and now we're expected to do everything we're expected mm-hmm. to be career women and mothers and do all the housework and take all the responsibilities so this balancing of the masculine and the feminine um is just so needed in in our culture because you know women have gone from a, a a place of maybe not having as many um options and opportunities whereas now to just being expected to do absolutely everything um, and that can be really really hard wow yeah i hadn't noticed it had kind of moved from polarities hasn't it exactly from nothing to everything <laughs> yeah and then we get paralyzed by by choice you know, we get paralyzed by, there's so many options available that, that we can get really stuck there and paralyzed. And, you know, Florence refers to that, you know, the woman is uh, is ever changing. What's mm. what's the line? It's, um, but a woman is a changeling, always shifting shape. Just when you think you have it figured out, something new begins to take. Mm. Um, and that really just speaks to the ever changing nature of, of the feminine. You know, we are every weather pattern. We are the cosmic storm as women. One minute we are sunshine and the next minute there's a tornado and a forest fire. We we really are that energy that's ever changing, ever shifting. Mm. So giving ourselves permission for our desires to move, to shift um, and not be imprisoned by that static linear energy that is the masculine who often decides on something and, and runs with it. A woman will go through so many ebbs and flows, so many seasons. I mean, you know, we literally go through the entire cycle of the seasons every month um, with our menstrual cycle alone. So that mm. change, that's kind of shows us everything about, you know, the ever changing essence of being a woman. Mm, and I wish we spoke about that more because I think I used to think there was something wrong with me, perhaps, for mm-hmm. feeling like I drifted between these different seasons and often so frequently and no that's not the case is that we are cyclical we are feeling we are emotive and we're not stagnant we're meant to change and there's so much beauty and possibility in change <laughs> yeah yeah it's our gift it's our gift to the world as women yeah yeah it is it definitely is <laughs> and speaking of gifts you recently released an ebook that i was just reading this morning it is so empowering it's so beautiful and I, I just love it you ask so many meaningful questions in it as well that i thought just really i i'd again kind of opened my mind to how i can embrace some of these practices more you know how I can drop this masculine shield and yes yeah be okay with my cycles be okay with my changes Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah it's a beautiful free gift that anybody can go and download you can just head to the link in my Instagram bio and download the ebook completely for free and it includes a lot of what we've spoken about today actually really understanding what your masculine shield is um and it gives you five key steps for awakening and reclaiming your feminine energy and i'm so happy to hear that you loved it so much love was poured into that ebook so Mm. Mm. oh i do definitely both (laughs) the openness like the questions that you give the you know laying out the archetypes and then giving a space to sort of examine where i see myself in them and then giving such tangible practical ways to start to embody a more magical feminine life it's just it's so helpful there's so much medicine in this thank you (laughs) yes yes ah my heart feels so full thank you Mm. of course what is an average day like for you these days how what are you working on what are you looking forward to what are you enjoying both professionally and personally yeah so no day is ever the same Mm. um so although I do have that masculine container around my work I also give full permission for my feminine to lead me where she wants to go so I really love to start my mornings slowly I love to wake up pull an oracle card um just be with myself my thoughts my body be be in the quietness and the peace I really love to start my day going for a walk in nature and listening to a podcast or just 
being with you know all the sights and sounds and allowing myself that moment of mindfulness um when i get home it tends to be kind of looking at what i have to do for the day i'm supported by my assistant now um, and that's the really magical thing of being where i am at this point in business that i essentially just delegate anything that i don't want to do to her <laughs> Um, Amazing, yeah. Yeah, so for me, you know, my business really thrives on that energetic of anything that I don't want to do, I don't do it. I'm able to delegate it to, you know, my incredible assistant who is just, you know, like this fairy that comes along and and, uh, sprinkles stardust and, you know, all the tasks and all the things. Oh, wow, yeah. Um, Yeah, and then I will check in with my one-to-one clients in the voice notes, see what's happening with them. Um, you know, I tend to do one or two client calls a day max. And then a lot of my time is just spent loving and enjoying my life, mm. you know, showing up on Instagram, being in my practices, um, you know, whatever really brings my soul alive. Because as coaches, if you're not living a lit up um, and embodied, you know, honest life, that really leaks into your work. So I, I'm really intentional with how I spend my time, what I do, how I'm being of service to myself, how I'm being of service to the collective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that's kind of the main the main pillars that I live by. But in terms of working with me at the moment, I tend to do an online masterclass at least once a month, which is what we've been referring to throughout today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's spaces, usually, you know, a couple of months in advance for us to work together one-on-one. Um, and I'm also launching and releasing a group coaching program in September. So once the summer's kind of over and we're beginning to turn inwards again, I haven't fully fleshed out exactly what it's going to be. But the magic of group coaching is that women get to come together in sisterhood, in circle, um, and, and go on this journey as, as this this coven um, where we'll be meeting weekly doing the master classes you'll be receiving weekly practices um along with the voice note support so it's going to be super magical and mm. i am so so lit up for when this offering is is birth to the world yeah i look forward to it so much your circles i can't stress <laughs> this enough i take so much from it every single time i end up uh, i'm in america right now and so it ends up normally being around like 11 or noon for me even earlier sometimes mm. when the circles happen and it just sets up my day for something so different like the energy that it puts me in is so mindful and considerate i lead from a more embodied place every time i can't stress this enough mm. thank you so much for your circles <laughs> oh it's such a gift and it's just yeah it's just such a such a pleasure and a privilege to be able to pass on everything that I've learned and and share that with you and you know all the women who choose to gather with me it's it's the most magical thing in the world it's truly a soul calling and I pinch Mm. myself every day that I get to call this you know my job (laughs) it's it's so much bigger than you have created it yeah yeah Mm. true true you know living that embodied manifestation life (laughs) yeah 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 exactly (laughs) you deserve every every bit of it you deserve to savor this life you've created it for yourself and it's been amazing to watch your journey unfold like you say from 2018 to now this is clearly where you've been meant to be for Mm, such a long time thank you honey of course of course you're such an angel well that being said how can we connect with you where can we find you yes so you can find me on instagram and tiktok at Lydia Rose Smythe. And if you head to the link in my bio, you can download the ebook for free and then you will be receiving some lovely newsletters and emails from me. Um, but yeah, come in, come and join the sisterhood. Come and connect with me. Mm, yeah, it's just such a journey you will never regret undertaking. The moments of darkness are so liberating. It is just, it's completely transformed my life to work with you. <laughs> mm. Thank you. It's an honor. And thank you, Lydia, so much again for joining me for such a beautiful conversation. You can connect with Lydia at Lydia Rose Smythe. Her links will be in this episode's description, including a link to her incredible free ebook, Awakening Your Feminine Energy. Thank you so much for listening. Subscribe to stay in touch and give me your two cents on social media by connecting with me at Penny O. I will see you very soon, my loves.